Hey, Westside family, Jake Gilbert here, one of the leaders in charge of our media department. Thanks for joining us for today's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. We love you guys, and enjoy. Good morning, Westside family. Look at someone and say, it is great to be in the house of the Lord today. I think my right side has my left side beat. Can I hear from my left side? It's great to be in the house of the Lord today. All right. Do you guys think you can beat them? Let me hear you. They got you beat. They got you. I'll give you one more chance. One more chance. Let's hear it. You guys pulled it, but it took you a little minute, a little minute, a little minute there. You're, 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 you're a second-half starter. You're, you're, you're a second-half starter, like one of our high school teams around here, second-half starter. All right, good to see you guys. Love y'all. Glad you are here today. Uh, man, I almost felt like I didn't need to come out and preach. We got two preachers on our worship team. Amen? I mean, they were, they were going at it. I was like, oh, Maybe, maybe uh, Nikki and Cassandra should just take over today, and I could just chill. I can get, get blessed. All right, so I got a word for you. I got a series that I'm, 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 I'm starting today uh, called The God of Success. I've had this churning in me for quite a few years now. It's, I, I have a few topics that I'm considering praying about, uh, actually like writing a, a type of book on, and this is actually one of them. Uh, but over the course of the last couple of days, I felt like I, I, should, I should do a small series on it. Uh, the name can be controversial because uh, the word success has certain uh, stereotypes. And then when you put success uh, associated with church or someone preaching, uh, there is controversies with that simply because uh, we have some people that has some ministers that has taken certain scriptures and they have taken them out of context, and they have made the term success, uh, blessing, prosperity, uh, out to be an unnecessary evil. It's not an, an evil, it's a blessing. Uh, it's from the Lord. Uh, but what I want to emphasize, and what I really want to start off stressing today, is my definition of this is not the typical definition uh, that you find when it comes to what we label as prosperity messages. You understand that? So when I use the term success specifically in this context, what I'm meaning is achieving, winning, accomplishing, being able to feel, fulfill everything that God has placed in your heart, called you to do, given you the ability to do. Right on? I am not speaking in the context of getting rich uh, or, or succeeding in a way to where all the glory is placed upon you. We are technically talking about you prospering, you succeeding, you winning in life and experiencing everything that God has for you. Right on? So let me start off by saying we are meant from a God perspective and a God positioning, we are meant to prosper. 
We are meant to prosper. When God created humanity, he created humanity and he intended for us to prosper, to succeed, to win, to accomplish. We see it throughout scripture. And when you dive into the actual biblical word of prosper, uh, pulling from directly Joshua uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 8, 9, the word prosper specifically means to advance, means to prosper. It means to make progress. It means to succeed. It means to be profitable. So I think it's safe to say that we can look at God's intention for humanity and how he interacted with people in Scripture, and we can say, yes, it is God's will for his people to advance. It is God's will for his people to prosper. It is God's will for his people to make progress. It is God's will for his people to succeed. It is God's will for his people to be profitable. Amen? So let's look at some scriptures just to kind of get a, a, a solidity here. You can't drink with the lid on, can you? <laughs> we first of all see it in Genesis. Genesis 1.8 says this, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So when he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, he was meaning for them to advance, prosper, progress, succeed, and be profitable. Look at Genesis 9-1. This is uh, when Moa came, no, not Moa, Noah, Moses and Noah combined together. You got Moa. I dare somebody to name their boy Moa. <laughs> I have some friends to this day. I was talking about, for whatever reason, the combination of Goliath and, and, and a lion. And anyway, in the midst of, in the middle of me preaching, uh, I, I said the word Goliath. And uh, I don't know why, but uh, lion and, and Goliath came together. And to this day, my preacher friends uh, give me a hard time about calling somebody Goliath in the Bible. So, uh, so you can give me a hard time about calling somebody Moa. Kind of has a Hawaiian little chime to it, don't it? Moa. All right. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. As for you, be fr or jumping down to verse 7, sorry. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. So Noah was basically told what Adam and Eve was told uh, after the flood. Again, God was meaning to advance, prosper, prog progress, succeed, and be profitable. Now, here's a super popular one. All these are popular, but this is like, this is one of the home run hitters. 
Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, can you say then? For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let's jump to the New Testament now, so I've been giving you Old Testament word. John 3, chapters 1 and 2 says this, and this is coming from an apostle. We know apostolic teaching, teachings was the foundational teachings of the New Testament. It was what was built upon for the coming church and even what we live today. So it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Let me say that again. This is coming from an amazing apostle, the one that Jesus called uh, the beloved. Beloved, I wish above all things that you, thou, mayest prosper. Interesting. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He was talking about the natural and he was talking about the spiritual. And then he threw something in there that affects both. That's health. See, God wants you, God intends for you to prosper naturally. God intends and God wants you to prosper spiritually or soulishly. And then God wants you to take care of yourself so that neither one is hindered. Because if your health isn't up to par, your temple of the Holy Ghost, your body or your practical natural life is going to struggle and your soulish life is going to struggle. See, God wants you to succeed in your spirit. He wants you to succeed in your body. He wants you to succeed in your mind. He intended for you to succeed in every aspect of your being. So looking at these verses, I think we can all come to the conclusion that it is God's desire for his children to prosper. But prospering is not something that just happens in our life because God wants us to prosper or just because we believe God wants us to prosper. Prospering or experiencing success happens when we consistently and specifically make distinct choices that is based on the needs, the wants, the desire, or the callings that we have in our life. See, it just doesn't happen because we're a Christian. It just doesn't happen because we come to church. Being successful, prospering, happens when we exercise consistently. Can you say consistently? When we exercise consistently the principles of God and we exercise those 
consistent principles specifically. There are certain principles that I need to exercise for me to be financially blessed. But those principles that I exercise to be financially blessed is not what's going to bless my body. There is a lot of unhealthy people who are financially wealthy. Right? But we both realize, when it comes to both, that in order to prosper in health, we have to be consistent in certain things. And in order for us to prosper in wealth, we have to be consistent in certain things. So that's why I say in order to prosper, we just can't wait for God to do it. We have to consistently exercise biblical principles that is specifically directed toward to where we need to prosper at. Thank you. So today we're going to look at a proverb in Proverbs. Coming from Solomon. And what's very interesting when you look at Solomon's life is that he was one of the most successful or the most successful, definitely the most successful man in the Bible. But he also was the wisest. Success and wisdom always comes, works hand in hand. Except for, except for some just like uh, non-typical experience, to be successful requires a lot of wisdom. Knowledge, I mean, Solomon had success, but he also had wisdom. And for him, they worked together. And for us, they will work together. But what's interesting about wisdom is that wisdom never works alone. There is moments when we can experience wisdom outside of the norm. And that is when God gives us divine wisdom It's like wisdom or information that just comes out of the heavenlies. It's it's beyond our intellect. It's beyond our experience. It's beyond what we know. And it's just like God gives it to us. And then there's times we can get experience by listening to people that has kind of walked the walk, done the deed, bought the t-shirt. And we can gain from their wisdom without the experience as well. But aside from it being divine and aside from it coming from other people who's been there and done that, wisdom always works together with knowledge and understanding. You don't see them separated in Scripture. They always work together. So if wisdom allows us to succeed, wisdom is gained through the acts or through, the, the, through us also gaining knowledge and understanding. Now, let me read the Proverbs to you. This has to do with God. Very interesting. Proverbs 3, 19 through 20. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. 
By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and the clouds dropped down dew. Now we know God spoke, right? Genesis tells us that God spoke. But what he spoke, according to Solomon, was based off of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. He didn't just speak to speak. Can you imagine if he just spoke to just spoke just because he wanted to say, let there be, with, without there being the basis of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? All this stuff would have come into existence, but it would not have arranged itself the way it is arranged. Like the world we live in is so intricate, it's so wonderfully and beautifully made. It fits together like a very complicated puzzle. And it comes from the mastermind God himself. And yes, he created it by the words of his mouth. But what he spoke was based off of what Solomon said here. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. So if God built this wonderful creation, if God was successful at creating the world as we know it, and that success was a byproduct of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, I think it's safe to say, if you and I are going to succeed, if we are going to prosper, then us like God, who is made in his image and in his likeness, must also exercise wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So what does this mean? To really get an understanding of this, let's look at the correlation between the three, because the correlation between the three is what really gives us directives and how to live our life in a certain way so that we can prosper and succeed. So first, there is knowledge. Second, there is understanding. Third, there is wisdom. Knowledge and wisdom combined equals wisdom. Did I say knowledge and wisdom combined? Let's, let's reverse. <laughs> reverse. That's, the, that, that's, that's if you... If you had tapes when you were a kid, that's, that's what just happened. I hit rewind. Knowledge and understanding equals wisdom. Let me give you a little illustration. How many of you know what this is? How many of you know what this is? It's a chainsaw. What do you do with a chainsaw? No, you don't make horror movies with it. No. For those of you who, who like horror movies, I don't, but yeah, you cut down trees. Let's say, 
I got to put it on here because I got some oil leaking on it. Let's say you want or you need to cut down a tree. First, there's going to come knowledge. Second, there's going to come understanding. And third, there's going to come wisdom. So first of all, you have to have the knowledge of what you need to cut down that tree. Now, there's different, different types of saws. You can get a small Japanese style of saw. It's about 8, 10 inches long. That would, that would take you a long time if you had a decent-sized tree. You can get a typical hand saw. That's a little bit better, but still not the best. You can get one of those long saws. Don't you know the technical name for them to where you have people on each side and you're just going back and forth? You can do CrossFit saw. Okay. We used these when I was growing up. No CrossFit. So I didn't know what it was. I know what CrossFit is, but not what CrossFit saw. Cross cut. Okay. Or you can pick up one of these bad boys. These are actually fun to work with. So you got to have the knowledge what you need to use to cut down that tree, to be successful in cutting down that tree. But can you stop right there? Can you cut down that tree with just the knowledge that I need a saw to cut down that tree? No, you have to have an understanding of how this baby works. You have to understand that it doesn't take normal gas. It takes gas that has oil mixed in it. You have to have an understanding on how how to start it. You have to have an understanding of the safety mechanism because if you push that forward, it won't work. You got to push it back for it to work. You also have to have an understanding that if you cut a certain way that it can jump on you. And guess what could happen if it jumps on you? It means this blade hits your skin and your skin always loses. If you don't have an understanding of the knowledge that you need this saw, you could be in a world of hurt. Least case scenario, you will not be successful at cutting down that tree. Worst case scenario, you would get it started. You will hit something in that log. It will jump on you and it will split your skull wide open which could lead to death. So you have knowledge, okay, I need this saw to cut down this tree. Now you got to go get some understanding on how to work this saw to cut down the tree. Once you have the knowledge and once you have the understanding, what comes third? Wisdom. In a very simplified way, what is wisdom? Wisdom is simply doing the right thing. In a very simplified way. Study all forms of wisdom out are all scenarios that require wisdom. And what you will come to is a scenario that needs you or someone to do the right thing. And the right thing in scenarios is the wise thing. So you need wisdom. You need to do the right thing with the saw in order to be successful at cutting down the tree that either you want or either you need to cut down. Now, this principle set is applicable in all aspects of our life. 
You want a good marriage? You need to know what you have to do to have a good marriage. You need to understand how good marriage principles work, and then you have to exercise those marital principles, healthy marital principles, to have a good, strong, healthy marriage. You want good finances? You have to have the knowledge of what you need to have good finances. You have to have an understanding of how finances work, and then you have to have the wisdom to exercise the right thing when it comes to your finances. Your health, you want to be healthy, you want to be fit, you want to lose weight, you want to be strong, the list goes on. Guess what? You're going to have to have a knowledge of what you need to do to get started to have a healthy body. You need to have an understanding of exercises and certain eating habits. And then just knowing and understanding isn't enough. You have to act on wisdom. You have to do the right thing. In your life, to be successful, to be healthy. Am I making sense this morning? See, God has intended for you and I to be successful. Whether that is a student going to school, whether that is a a new couple getting married, whether that is an older couple setting themselves up for for retirement, Whether that is someone starting out on a business venture, someone starting out on a new ministry, someone pursuing a dream, a desire that is in their heart, it is God's desire as a good father for you to be successful. But we cannot just sit back and do nothing and just expect God to do it all for us. Faith without works is dead. So today's principle that we go home with when it comes to success is we have to exercise knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. That is the first step for us to experience success that God has purposed in our life, it's to start with what God started with. Solomon said it. This is not me adding to it. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down dew. I find it, again, interesting that the roots, the foundations of our world is based off of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And if we want to be successful as God has purposed, not as Satan has purposed. If we want to be successful as God has purposed, we also must have the roots of the same thing that God used to establish the earth 
that we live in. An apple tree started from an apple seed. That's the roots. If you want to have another apple tree, guess what you're you're, going to have to have? You're going to have to have apple seeds. The earth was began, was created by God's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It made it successful, prosperous. Because we are children of God, and because we've been created from the earth, we cannot deviate from God's way to become successful according to God's ways or God's plans for us for our life. Am I making sense? It's not the only way to be successful. There's people all across the world that are successful and they're not godly. Can't argue that. I'm not talking about that kind of success. I'm talking about the success and the prosperity that comes from the blessings of God in our life. If we want success and prosperity that comes from the blessings of God, we're going to have to do it like God did it. Amen? Amen. That's my word for you today. Would you stand to your feet? Worship team is coming. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.